gonna turn you down for a few seconds here. You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find interesting. And today I have a repeat guest. I first had him on my show way back in 2008 when I had only been doing the show for a few months. And I've waited much too long to have him back. He's one of uh, the top dating and relationship experts in the world. Right after me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay, it's David Wygant. I'm sure you've heard of him. And if you haven't, well, you're going to find out today what he's all about. He's got great energy. And we're actually going to talk about energy because it is all about energy. Ooh, all about energy. Um, the book is called Naked. How to Find the Perfect Partner by Revealing Your True Self. And, of course, his website is davidwygant.com. Internationally known dating and relationship coach, author, and speaker. He writes for the Huffington Post and AskMan.com. He has numerous media appearances, including E!, ABC News, CBS Early Show, MTV, Playboy TV, BBC, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah was my favorite show I was ever on. Yeah, I still have to get on that one. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> the host is great, Mr. Blah. So, you know, I mean, you have great energy because I've heard a lot of your interviews with other uh, shows, et cetera, et cetera, because I've been doing this show for four years, and I have to, like, connect with the person that I'm interviewing, like, immediately, and it's not, you know, if we don't have matching energies, I have to, like, try to raise it up because, you know, if they're like, well, Lucia, and I'm like, ah! Oh, God, please. <laughs> so I know it's going to be a good show because we're kind of evenly matched in that sense. So what is this naked all about? It's about energy. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just, it's dating the way you're supposed to date instead of dating from a resume. You know, and that's what a lot of people do. They'll date from a resume. They'll decide what they want. A woman will go, I want a man that is X, Y, Z. You know, he has to be this, 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 and that. And I love that. They get stuck in the this, 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 and that syndrome. And then a man will be the same way. She's got to be a certain height, a certain weight, certain this, certain that, this, 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 and that, certain age range. And that's wrong. Because what happens is, okay, is that we finally find that person, and then we meet that person. We think they're the right person. Then we go right to Disneyland, okay? And that's what a lot of relationships do. They go to Disneyland right away, and they're in these year-long relationships that they think is so right, but there's something wrong, something in their guts telling them, oh, God, I don't feel right right now, you know? It's like this person really doesn't understand me this way, but they're perfect because they're all about the resume. And naked really reverses it. It flips it, and it makes it all about your feeling. How do you feel in the presence of somebody? But it even goes much deeper into that where you actually write down before you start dating how you want to feel, how you want to feel with your lover, how you want to be understood, 
what it's going to feel like to bring conflict in a relationship. How do you want the conflict resolved? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? Are you somebody that likes to linger for 10 minutes and like and likes to snuggle? What is your, you know, what is your energy when it comes down to everything from sex to touching to nurturing to everything and really dial into what you need because that need as you know has been this like awful word it's like a four-letter mm -hmm. word right need is a bad word no needs a great word because if you love yourself and you love who you are then yeah, it's absolutely okay to need somebody to fulfill you in certain ways because you can satisfy yourself all the time anyway you can't you know you may not be able to rub yourself and go oh my god i love you so much your hair looks beautiful today but it is, it's about an energy between two people that most people don't really want to go there. They're just too much into the resumes and the perfection. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I don't know if you know that, I, you know, I specialize in cougar relationships. I like cougars because I'm a cougar at this point, you know. <laughs> a male cougar. I am, uh, I'm a male wolf. Yeah, actually it's called a silver fox. Yeah, but I, I prefer the wolf because I, I like to hunt. Hunt and fish? I like to hunt and claim, <laughs> you know. So to me, I think a wolf can still, the problem is a cougar can outrun a wolf, but the fact is the wolf, if the wolf is strong enough, the wolf can grab the cougar, throw the cougar down, and make the cougar do things she always craved. Ooh. So I get the I get the whole analogy. <laughs> right. So for years, in interviews, people would be saying, well, why would an older woman be interested in someone in their 20s and vice versa? And I always said, it's not about age. It's about energy. Yep. But I know for sure they didn't understand what I was talking about. They probably meant, oh, you mean like physical energy, like being able to, you know, stay up late and go jogging <laughs> or whatever? I'm like, no, you know, I'm talking about the ethereal energy connection. So how can people know if there's an energy connection? Is it just when you feel? Oh, it's when you feel. If you're if you're naked, as I write in the book, and you're raw, you're gonna feel. If you don't think, and that's the problem, is is that our mind is subject to thinking constantly instead of just feeling. Go with an emotion. So you're with somebody, go with a gut feeling. And I could go back. You can go back on every relationship that anybody's ever had that is soured. You had a feeling. You suppressed that feeling. Your mind rationalized it. Oh, you know, it's like she's really going to understand me. You know, it's like I'm just going to help. I'm just going to get her to, oh, he's really going to change. I know he's going to change. Oh, he's he's just going to understand me. It's like there's a moment in every relationship. I call it like, you know, the jump the shark moment. You know, literally when Fonzie basically <laughs> jumped over the, you know, the, the, the sharks in the middle of the ocean. Okay, and that was when the show was over. Every relationship has that. But the problem is, is that since we were children, our energy has been suppressed. We have stopped. If you look at a child, when they're first born, they're all about energy, okay? Mm -hmm. They're just an energetic being that is alive, that just feels, right? Then all of a sudden, they start to work within the realm of societal rules, okay? And they stop, you know, their parents suppress them, their feelings. No, don't do this. Don't trust strangers. Don't do this. Don't trust your instincts. Don't do this. Cross this. Do that. Do that. And that's the problem that we do, and we get to a point in a relationship where we actually have this gut instinct that comes to us, and it's usually an instinct that just is so strong but we just don't go with it. And then we get in our heads and we talk to our friends and go, oh, you know, it's just like he'd be so great if he only would do this. And then your friend will tell you based on her conditioning or his conditioning, you can't have everything. You just got to accept that. All right, I'm just going to accept sex twice a week even though I want it every day. You're right. I just got to accept it. And we need to stop doing that. We need to, if all of us felt every single day, we'd never run out of people to talk to. If we went to whole pickup, okay, and we started flirting with somebody, you know, and it went on feeling. We trusted our own feeling. We saw them that night. We invited them over for dinner. We made them dinner because that was the feeling you had. If we actually acted on it instead of playing the games that we play, mm -hmm. people wouldn't have bad relationships anymore. They would just go with what comes naturally, the heart. 
Okay, but sometimes it sees that one comes what comes naturally is counterintuitive to what works, meaning, okay, if you meet someone and after one date you're like, wow, I could see my, uh, myself being with this person for the rest of my life, you can't just say that to them. No, because that's fantasy right there. You can't ever see yourself seeing with being with someone for the rest of your life. That's where fantasy comes in. That's where an illusion comes in. If you say that, you give all your power away in a relationship. How mm -hmm. can you possibly, possibly evaluate what's going on? How can you possibly get in touch with your feelings? That's just the romance side of it. That's the Disney, you know, the, mm -hmm. the Disneyland side or, you know, the romantic comedy side of it. Of course we all feel that way. When we first meet somebody new and we think, wow, this person could be, I could be with this person. I, how can you be with someone for the rest of your life when you haven't ever been with any of the other people for the rest of your life? So you need to get that out of your head because that illusion of the rest of your life is ridiculous. How about thinking to yourself, I could be with this person another day and be 100% present with this person right now and learn then more and go with all the feelings that I feel in the moment. Never lose the moment. When we go into fantasy mode, mm -hmm. we lose the moment, we lose the relationship. Well, then how do you know when it's appropriate to express the feelings you're having? Just express it right there. God, I had an amazing day. You're absolutely amazing person. I can't wait to see you again. What's wrong with that? Boy, I could see hanging out with you again. Wow, because so many things that we have in common. Can't wait to do that. How about just saying that? Mm -hmm. You never dump or vomit on somebody. I could see spending the rest of my life with you. <laughs> we just spent two hours together, and I can see spending more. Men do that a lot. So do women. Yeah, they all do. It's just ridiculous. How about just taking the moment and building on that one moment and getting to know them and feeling them and enjoying it and really getting in touch with what's going on? But I think it's because everyone's on this eternal quest for the soulmate, and everyone's wondering, are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? Please, soulmates are bullshit. They're all. There's you know how many ones there are. Uh huh. There's a, so many ones out there in the world. That's why one is a solitary number. You can put it in front of anything. Put it in front of a seven, an eight. One looks good with any combination. Okay. You can put three threes together and throw a one in there, and it looks good. Three <laughs> one three three. You know, there is no one person for you because if you think there's one person for you. And they don't live in Los Angeles, okay, and they live in Seattle. You better go move. It's ridiculous. It's right. about soul energetic connections that people share. That's when you find love that's real and love that lasts. That's when you look at couples that have been together 12, 13, 14 years. It's because they took it day by day. They understood one another, and they built up a foundation that wasn't based on this soulmate crap. Oh, my soulmate. Um, okay, so what about chemistry? What part does that play in all this? You know, chemistry is just is chemistry is just the the to me, mm. uh, it's energy. It's it's chemistry is dangerous. You know, Why? it's like because it is. You can have a chemist chemical reaction with somebody and it could feel fantastic. But if you're not energetically aligned with them, you absolutely have no right to be with them. So you can be with somebody that you have this great chemistry. You guys have long conversations. You have great sex, okay? But yet they don't understand you on on a much deeper level. Chemistry then will basically go, but we have such great chemistry together. We have such great chemistry. Uh, you got to have chemistry and energy. Mm -hmm. You've got to understand one another. You've got to succumb to one another. You have to really, you have to go and let go. You've got to drop the ego. You've got to drop the fantasy. And you've got to allow the feelings to fester and to happen and to really listen to somebody. And what do you mean you have to understand really understand the other person what does that mean you got to understand yourself first okay you got to first off know okay what is your love language okay what do you like what satisfies you in a relationship you know what makes you feel great with somebody you know are you somebody that needs a lot of affection you're somebody that likes to spend a lot of time with somebody are you, do you like it when somebody does things for you you have to understand okay what you need in a relationship secondly when you go through that process you got to be able to verbalize it to somebody and that person has to be just like you because the definition of love 
is that we all love the way we need to be loved. So what we do is we show somebody, hey, I'm going to love you the way I need to be loved, and I'm going to show you all these great things, so then you're going to do them back on me. But the problem is that person is loving you the way they need to be loved. So, of course, everything kind of starts mal you know, malfunctioning. So what happens next is that you really need to understand that in order to let go, you got to love them the way they need to be loved and love the way that you love. And that's where people have that trouble. That's where that switch. That's where they just they, they don't do it. You know, and that's where the stand, you know, you know, we've all been in relationships where it's like, you know, the Mexican standoff. Okay. You know, basically, you know, you on one side of the thing, you know, it, it's like, you know, it's basically the Mexican American war. It's every war that we've ever had. It's uh -huh. based on, you know, frustrations because the person doesn't understand you and doesn't choose not to do it. That's where the energy comes in. How much are you willing to let go of your BS? Okay. Mm -hmm. And really love somebody and listen to them and just think to themselves, how would I feel if I was in their shoes now? How can I love them being in their shoes right now? And that's where we have that issue because we're caught in that fantasy. Because everyone's trying to get their own needs met first. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, and the fact is most people don't even know how to explain their needs because they're not even in touch with themselves enough. You know, it's like you ask anybody in the world, you know, and this is my favorite thing in the world. You know, everybody thinks they're a good lover. Please. <laughs> I can throw up, okay? I've had so many bad lovers. You know, Me it's too. like. It's like, it's ridiculous. Everybody thinks they're a good lover. So you have to have, that's what I talk about in Naked. What's your definition of being a good lover? Right. What is it? What turns you on? What do you need? You know, because one person can do something. And how do you express it to somebody? Because that's also another thing, okay? I think every single person is desiring to be with their best lover ever. Mm -hmm. So you got to unlock it. Every single woman basically succumbs to a man because they think the man's going to unlock that secret that's been hiding inside for so long, you know, that, that, you know, that, that sexual code that she's been wanting to let out. So, uh -huh. you know, the man's got to understand how to bring that out. And if your energy is not aligned, he ain't going to bring it out. He's not going to understand you. And that's why there's so many mismatches nowadays. You know, the poor woman is with the guy that wants to have, he's a sex addict. No, he's not a sex addict. You don't like sex that much. You think he's a sex addict because he wants it more than you. That doesn't make him an addict. Mm -hmm. It's just, he's with somebody, he's got a higher sex drive than you. You shouldn't be with him. You're going to frustrate one another. Right. Okay, so changing gear here. What about total honesty? Do you believe in total honesty when dating? You know, I'm getting there. That's so funny because that's what we're going to do on, on, you know, on the blog for the month of May is uh -huh. just total honesty. I'm tired of like, I'm just tired of dancing around. I think we uh -huh. dance around too much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there's nothing more refreshing than looking at someone right in the eyes and telling me exactly how you feel and owning up to your feelings. You know, and women swoon at this all the time. You know, you've gone out with a guy three times on three different dates. He's been really amazing. And every I tell every woman this at my seminars. I said, the man looks at you and says, you are unreal. I just want to eat you up inside and out, okay? Mm. Every woman's like saying, mm. That's what they all say. <laughs> mm. Like, wow, I want that. I want to hear it, right? It's like, damn, give it to me, you know? It's like, I'm just going to take you home. I'm going to throw you down on the bed, and I'm going to do whatever I want to you because I understand what you need. Uh -huh. And a woman's like, Please take me, you know, uh -huh. and it's like there's honesty. But, you know, many people want to say things like that on that type of level, whether it's sexual or emotional. Yeah. They don't. They dance with it. They go, um, you're really pretty. Um, you know, I really um, I just I'd like to kiss you. Do you want to kiss me? I mean, we 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 churn our wheels instead of saying what we feel because we're looking for validation constantly instead of just saying, screw it. I don't care. I can walk up to a total stranger and go, you're hot. I don't know who you are. You got incredible energy. You got beautiful eyes. That's all I wanted to tell you. And I've done that as an experiment when I coach men. Uh -huh. And those women will stand there 
in that ground like an earthquake hit them, man. They don't know what to do. And I walk away with the guys, and I go turn around. She's staring, standing there with her eyes and her mouth open because she wants more of that. She doesn't know what happened because it was authentic and real. Mm-hmm. Being authentic and real is amazing. So, yeah, be honest. Otherwise, you're just going to have another bad relationship. I can guarantee it. But do you think people, they don't do that like you just said, you know, on the third date, I want to take you home, blah, 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 because of fear of rejection? Totally. Who cares about rejection? That's a made-up term. Rejection. So she didn't feel the same way. Good thing you found out about it. Now you can figure out what to do next. Instead of this, you know, like like my favorite thing is, you know, when the women go and they, they, they rehash. I call them rehashers and pastors, okay? Mm. They basically go and they went out with a man on a date, you know, and they, they basically say, I don't understand. I did everything right. We had such a great conversation. Two days later, do you think it was about my uncle? When I told him he was in prison, you know, and like I'm working for like the parole board, does she think, do maybe he thinks that I would, you know, not, I'm not trusted? It's so stupid. It's like, just be honest, you know? It's like. But here's the thing it's like maybe if you're too honest too soon, because at the beginning, people, maybe they're not sure of their feelings. They may not be necessarily an instant attraction. They may like you, but they want to get to know more. So if all of a sudden you're coming on like, hey, I really like you, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not there yet. So it's almost like you're not being emotionally mature by trying to speed things along. No, that's that's all the terminology we have for emotionally mature. How about, hey, I really like you. I want to see you again. What's wrong with saying that? We did it when we were kids. The first time we had a crush, I remember my first crush at summer camp. I kissed her. I told her I really like her. I want to see her again. Guess what we did? I saw her the very next day. We made out on the, on the, on the lawn at summer camp. Mm-hmm. You know, And I said, I really like you. Let's do this again tomorrow. Okay. That was before we got beaten up. That was right. before we had relationships that we were disappointed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, this person disappointed me. I can't, you know, it's just we just carry too much crap instead of just letting it out. There's nothing wrong with just letting out honesty. Okay, so you're then you're saying be uh, oh, yeah. honest all the time? Why not? It's in liberating, empowering. If someone can't handle it, great. They can't handle okay, it. Okay, then what about, let's say you're going out with a guy, uh, but you're not exclusive, and you know he's going out with other women, and you wish he would just want to go out with you, and you're jealous. So is that what you say? Hey, you know what? Uh, let's talk about being exclusive to each other, because this is what I want, and this is what I deserve. Uh-huh. You know? And then he's going to have to say something, either yes or no. It's like, why? Just keep waiting like a woman would do? Oh, my Ah. God, I'm just going to go and give him great sex and just keep doing this, and he's going to drop the other women. I know he will. It's like he'll be with me. I know he'll want to be with me if I just keep doing this. No, he won't. You're setting yourself up for disappointment because he knows he can get away with anything. Okay, so then what do you think about, you know, a lot of, um, not a lot, but several dating experts are saying that women should date at least three or four men at the same time, but not on the same day, obviously. Uh, Not necessarily have sex with any of them until they have a commitment from one. What do you think about that? You know, it's like a lot of women can't even find three or four men. I <laughs> well, mean, for those of us that can. Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of women that can't, so I kind of feel for them. You know, it's like a lot of women can't find three or four men at the same time, and a lot of women aren't made for that. A lot of women don't do anything when it comes down to meeting men. They just sit back and they wait, and they have the pick-me syndrome. Pick me, pick me, please, pick me, pick me. It's like they're waiting like, you know, they're waiting like in a ballpark, uh-huh. okay? And only 5% of the men approach anyway. So the fact is 95% of the men are also suffer from pick-me syndrome. So the only way you're going to meet them is if you stumble upon it. Just date and have fun and, you know, be open. Just learn what you want. Learn what you want. Don't sleep with a guy to keep him. Only sleep with him when it feels right. Don't sleep with him thinking, you know, I'm going to give this away, okay, and it's going to keep him there. No, it's a gift. Make him earn it. 
I like making them earn it. Tease them. Hump them a little bit, you know? Make them want more. That's how I told a woman client of mine that. And I said to her, I said, don't give it away too much. I said, dry hump them one night. Send them back home. And I guarantee he'll call you every single day for the next week because it's like you've teased him like he was teased back in high school and everybody likes it. So she did it. He called every single day for the next week. Came over and they saw each other again because he was working in L.A. and she was in San Diego. He came for the weekend in, in, in San Diego. She, I said, do it to him one more time. She did it to him again. She's been hanging out with him ever since. Mm. It just works. Tease. You know, if you don't sleep with him right away and you tease him for a while, it's fun. It just builds it up and it's fun. It also separates the man from the boys. The boys can't handle what they, you know, the boys want it now mm-hmm. and the men will wait. The men will honor you. The boys will try to sell you. They, I call them, you know, vagina salesmen. You know, they just, <laughs> they basically go and they try to sell the vagina. You know, look vagina. I mean, you know, I'm the best you'll ever have. I'll, I'll, I'll eat you vagina. I'll play with you vagina. You've never had anybody like me before. They're vagina salesmen. Stay away from the vagina salesman. You'll be fine. Right. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you think a woman should wait until she has a commitment before she has sex with a man? No. I mean, that's like commitments. It's like commitments just come. In every great relationship, they literally just happen. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you're hanging. It feels natural. You've teased one another. You have late night conversations. You're seeing each other. It's spontaneous. It's real. It's normal. It's not like, mm, he called me Wednesday. I'm going to call him Friday. Uh, we'll go out Saturday and then I'll thank him for it on Sunday with a text and I won't talk to him. No, it's just either it flows or it doesn't. We're adults. We know what flows and we know that it doesn't flow. Okay. Uh, now you talk about dating yourself first in the book. So what does that look like? Oh, you go on a meetcation. You know, you go away. You know, you get to know yourself better. You get to basically balance out where you are in your life. You get to think about what you want. You get to enjoy the beauty of who you are as a as a as a single person you know you satisfy your own needs you figure out what you want in relationships you process your past relationships and stuff you keep a journal and you write down everything that you're feeling so you can re so you can figure things out that's you you love yourself you look in the mirror you look at yourself in the mirror and you turn yourself on i tell people all the time strip off all your clothes if you don't turn yourself on you can't not ready for sex because there's no way in the world, if you can't turn yourself on naked, you're going to be self-conscious when you're naked. you got to look at yourself, look at your body, look at every little imperfection on it and going, damn, I'm hot. That's what it's about, digging yourself, feeding your own love, feeling your own love. A lot of people do not like the way they look naked, so does that mean they can never have sex? Uh, they've got to learn because let me tell you something, the biggest payoff is seeing somebody naked. So if you don't like yourself naked, guess what? You're going to be self-conscious and the person's going to feel it. Your lover will feel it. I know if I'm with a woman that doesn't like herself naked, she'll put the sheet around after we had sex and go to the bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> I just missed the payoff. I want to see the, I want to see her walk away. I want to see her walk away. I want to see the shake. I just want to, I want to see her silhouette. You know, I want to see that whole thing. So yeah, it's it's about loving yourself. Your body, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. You can work out. You can diet. But you gotta love it the way it is right now. You can't always wait for the future. That never will happen. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna date when I'm skinnier. I'm just gonna <laughs> love sex more when I'm skinnier. I'm just, you know, there's men that like every body type in the world. That's I mean, true. You know, we were just, you know, I've I've always liked a certain body type. I have friends that like them more curvy. You know, they'll look at the women that I look that I like and they'll be like too skinny. I'll look at the women they like and I'll be like that too much for me. You know, it's just like, it is what it mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. There's men that like everything. There's men that like big girls and small girls and. You know, all colors, shapes, sizes, that's what makes the world go around. 
Exactly. So you have an exercise in your book where you said you get naked and you stare into each other's eyes. Yeah. So what is that all about? Oh, it's my favorite exercise in the world. That's like where you strip down everything. You literally get naked. You light candles. You put some good music on. You got a bottle of water. Wow. Yeah, you just sit across. You get naked. You sit across from each other and you do not touch. You feel the energy between your two bodies. And the energy between the two bodies will start to build. It will start to get warm inside. It will start to get... Um, You'll start to get a little toasty all around. The, the, if you guys are energetically aligned sexually, you'll look at each other. You'll feel each other. You really will start to feel incredibly turned on. And you just stare and look. At, and how graphic can we go? Because, as graphic as you want. Okay. And you take it the next level, which I didn't, which I didn't put in the book, okay, which uh -oh. I put, yeah. What you do then, okay, is you take, you, you take your lover's hand, okay? One of them goes first. Take your lover's hand, and you take your lover's hand, and you trace your entire body, and you show your lover exactly how you need to be touched. What turns you on? What feels good? Okay. Then, if you're a woman, okay, you take your lover's hand, you, you put you put a finger inside you, put his finger on top of your, you put your finger on top of hers, and you move his finger and show him exactly how you want it to be moved. So there's no question where your G spot is. Okay. So he knows. So he knows the pressure that 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 you need to be pushed on your G spot. You take your finger and you rub it all over your clit, sideways, around, whatever you like, fast, slow, whatever it might be, and you orgasm basically using his hand but moving your hand on top of his hand and then as a man you do the same exact thing because then you learn one another's bodies that's like it's like give to your lover all the mysteries of who you are and the sex you'll never get sick of the sex it's going to be amazing how many of us are in relationships where it's like we're so frustrated if they would only do that did you mm -hmm. show them did you really show them because they may not be able to do that for you they may not be that sexual with you so this is something, you know, and I've, I've told couples to do it, and I've had, you know, I've had clients do it. They all email me back, oh, that was the hottest night I've ever had in my entire life. Because it's like you're literally using your lover to get off and showing them how to do it, and you're not breaking eye contact the entire time. Wow. You're staring at each other the whole time, and just, it is, it's extremely hot. I learned that in college. Have you done this, obviously? Oh, yeah. It's the best. And when I can't do it with somebody, I know that I'm not supposed to be with them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got to try that. Um, okay, now what about cheating? You said something controversial. You said that you are 100% responsible if someone cheats? Absolutely. That's terrible. Absolutely. You're 100% responsible. <laughs> you're 100% responsible for everything you do in life. Mhm. Mm you know, you're 100% responsible if somebody cheats. They're cheating Why? because it could be a communication break breakdown. It could be egos battling. It could be, you know, a standoff between the two of you. You could have shut down sexually. You could have shut down emotionally. Yeah, I know right now people are listening going, no, but he did this or she did that. 50-50 mm -mm. in relationships, okay? One thing leads and pushes the other person to another thing and so on and so on. You are 100% responsible because you have something that is broken down in your relationship that you have not addressed. It's not all peachy queen and look peachy clean and looking real good. But if it's 50-50, then why do you have to accept 100% of the responsibility? Because you have to accept responsibility for what you, for your, your, it's 50-50, but you have to accept 100% responsibility for your part and everything. So it is 100%. You have to say to yourself, why did my partner cheat? He's an idiot. He's an ass. No. Why did he cheat? Did you shut down sexually? Did you shut down emotionally? Did you give too much attention to the kids, not enough attention to him? Did you work too much and not do this? Did you, you know, it's like, think. You cause something. Relationships are cause and effects. Mm -hmm. There's something you did that caused him to do something, which caused another dynamic, which ended up with somebody cheating. 
Now, there is an asterisk to that. If somebody, if you are with somebody that is somebody that you didn't listen to in the beginning that basically says they like you know, multiple partners and everything else and you think that you're going to change that person and make them into something, a monogamous person, then you know that's nothing that you did. But once again, it is something that you did because you actually thought you were going to change that person mm -hmm. and you didn't listen. So you are. You're always responsible. Always. Okay. How does an emotional bond form between two people? It's instant. It's just, it's energy. Doesn't it, it take time? Yeah, but it's there's instant. There's intrigue. You know, there's a comfort when you first feel somebody. There's conversations. Emotional bonds are just a series of events that leads to two people actually feeling secure in each other's presence. Because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for security in each other's presence. Mm -hmm. That's all you're looking for. That's what an emotional bond is. It's security. Where you can just say anything and everything and they'll understand you and not freak out? Yeah, and you can just open up your heart and just not like, you know, that like deep feeling that you have sometimes, like, oh, I got to have the talk with her. Mm -hmm. And then you have the talk and like they look at you and they go, uh-huh, I understand. I'll be better. I understand. I understand. And, they, you know, you have the talk. You feel better after the talk and then nothing happens. They don't walk the walk. You know, the talk was great, but the walk's not there. Okay. Um, you talk about daters today being in the needy zone. What is that? It's just they talk about what they need, meaning, you know, it's like superficial stuff. You know, it's not like, it's not based on feelings. It's like, I need a man to be this. I need a woman to be, you know, I want a woman to look like this. I want a man to be successful like this. You know, I want a man to be, you know, uh, to be this age range, to be this, this. It's that same this, this we talked about. You know, it's like, it's like, that stuff is just superficial needs. I thought, I interpreted it as, you know, needy as in, oh, I need to have someone. I need someone in my life. No, that's the fantasy needs. I need to be with somebody. I need to have children right away. I need to have this. That's all your fantasy. That's not somebody who's very present in their life right now. The, the mature thing to look at is go, boy, I'd love to have a child with somebody that I absolutely love. But if it never happens and I just find somebody I can love, I'll be okay because I'm going to be okay no matter what happens in my life. There could be somebody who never wanted kids and he has three kids, you know, because he met somebody. It's just, it's the number needs, you know. It's like, I need to have two kids. I need to be living here. I need to be doing this because a lot of our life, we, we're frustrated little children trying to relive our fantasy, our, our childhood all over again, you know. It's like, God, it's like when I'm a parent, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I need to be the ball coach because my dad wasn't the ball coach, you know. I need to take my kids away every two months because my dad didn't do that. Meanwhile, he doesn't even like going away every two months. It's like, it's like that's the needs that are dangerous. It's like these needs, these unfulfilled, you know, unfulfilled dreams left over from childhood. Um, do you agree that people, I'm just hopping around from place to place here. That's all right. <laughs> Since, uh, you know, you are the guru, we need to find out as much as possible. Uh, would you agree that people are looking for someone they can be vulnerable with? <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's a generalization in the sense. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to be vulnerable, but the question is I don't know how vulnerable people really think they really are. That's that look in the mirror thing. You know, everybody thinks they're vulnerable, you know, but just take like a vulnerability chart. I mean, I know this, you know, I see like, you know, my own relationships and stuff. I see my level of vulnerability. You know, I see the other person's level of vulnerability. You know, I think everybody's vulnerable. You know, like they're not vulnerable in the beginning. They don't trust. Then they get vulnerable. Then something happens and they pull the vulnerability away. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think you're vulnerable. I mean, really vulnerable for like five minutes in a relationship. <laughs> Um, okay, so maybe the word is weak. I mean, you know, we all have our weak moments, you know, where we just feel like, oh, my God, I feel like a loser or what's going on in my life, blah, 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 you know. 
uh, crisis of ex existentialism. And so I guess they, I'm saying, do you think people are looking for someone that they can show that side of them to the other person? The person's not going to run out of the room going, oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. You should be showing it to everybody. Really? Yeah, you should just be so raw, open, and honest, and vulnerable, because vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. It's another word. It's like another bad word. Need is a bad word. Vulnerability is a bad word. I'm not talking about walking up to a total stranger and going, oh my God, you're so beautiful. If you don't go out with me, I'm going to cry. That's not vulnerability. That's being a wuss, you know? <laughs> I'm talking about just saying things to somebody. It's like there's an experiment. You know, I do all the time when I do my men's boot camp, and I tell the guys all the time, say something you feel about a woman, mm. you know, and be raw and honest with it. And I said, watch, and I do the, you know, whatever it is. And I saw this woman one time, and I looked at her. She had the most amazing energy at the farmer's market on a Sunday. I mean, just she beamed. It's like she had a smile. I looked at her. I go, you have the most amazing smile and the best energy I've seen. I love it. I said, you know, you made my day. And I smiled at her and walked away. And like I said earlier, she was standing there waiting for more. I want more. It's like it's real. Vulnerability is saying what you feel, owning your words, and not thinking outcome derived. That's what most people do. They want the outcome. I'm only going to be vulnerable if I get this back from this relationship. No. Be all about love. And if you're all about love, you're going to get it back. Maybe not from that person, but from another person. It's 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 that law of attraction. It's that generosity. Mm -hmm. It's when I was broke in my 20s and all my friends, I used to go out to dinner with them and I had no money. And I'd sit there and they'd be like, are you eating? I can't really afford it right now. I'll just eat the bread. And they'd all pitch in and buy me dinner. So now I've been the person probably the last 10, 15 years, I buy everybody dinner. Mm. It's not the same. I'm paying back my friends from, you know, 20 years ago. You know, mm. that's what it's about. They loved me. They fed me. Now I'm loving other people and feeding them. It's those things in life, not asking for anything back. So the women that you've done this with and you've gone up to them and says something then walked away, have any of them ever, like, come after you and go, hey, wait? All the time. They follow me. Uh. They'll smile back at me, you know, because a real man, there's not many real men that are out there that just know. It's so funny. I tell men all the time, watch a Hugh Grant romantic comedy, okay? Even watch a stupid Adam Sandler comedy and watch the way that they two people fall in love. It's like, well, that's what women are looking for, that Hollywood moment. They've been destroyed mm -hmm. since birth. Mm -hmm. It's like to walk up to a woman, okay, who I remember one time this woman was sneaking um, nuts out of the uh, out of the food bins on, in, in Whole Foods one night. And I whispered, I walked up to her, I whispered in her ear, I said, I'm the Whole Foods police, I'm going to arrest you right now. I said, you know, <laughs> we're going to put you on the scale and we're going to weigh that nut, okay? We're going to get that one penny out of you. And she laughed hysterically. And we started talking. And of course then, down another aisle, she found me and she had a cookie. She goes, do you want a piece of this cookie? We could share it right now. I don't think anybody's looking. We, she loved it. She wanted more, more. Give me more of this moment. It's like be ballsy as a man and be open as a woman and be, you know, and then you're going to find, you're going to have real moments. You're going to be, you, you know, it's like you're going to be vulnerable. Okay. So you said, uh, what did you say? Be ballsy as a man and be vulnerable as a woman. Yeah. So then how uh, much, you know, as a woman, how many, should they be making moves on guys? Should they be waiting? How should they approach dating? Turn your sexuality on. You know, That's and just it? bring it out. Yeah, just bring that sexuality out. Walk in that room. Really? Yeah, wa walk in that room like you're the leading woman of your own movie, okay? And all these men are there. You walk in and you look at a guy and you smile at him and say hello if you want. And you own it. You own yourself. You be proud of who you are as a woman. Stop waiting. They're not coming over. 95% of the men in this world suffer from a new disease called approach anxiety, okay? 5% of them will approach you. 95% will kick back and do absolutely nothing. 
So you've got to be open. You've got to be like a store. You've got to have your arms open, and you've got to say, hey, look, look at me. I'm a hot, sexy woman. I'm going to go talk to you. And don't just do it with one guy, you know, and it doesn't work. Just keep doing it all day long, you know. Even when your hair is pulled back, even when you just got back from yoga, you see a man that you're attracted to, don't look at the ground. Don't look at the sky. He's not a bird. He's not a plane up in the sky, and he's not an ant down on the ground. You stare at him, and you make him melt. You look at him and just go, how you doing? You give a smile, you're going to watch him like a little puppy dog come flying after you. It's powerful. If you don't do that, I guarantee you, you are not going to meet a man. You're going to continue waiting. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Let me tell you something. I'm the 5% of the guys out there that can approach. I'm sorry I can't get to all of you, okay? <laughs> it's really hard. I don't have enough time in the day to do that. Mm. So go for what you want. It's a turn-on. It's like it's the game of cat and mouse. It's like a sexy woman in my presence, okay, that smiles at me and looks me up and down. Ugh, game on. It feels great as a man. Make a man feel great, wanted, and desired, and you'll keep him forever and ever because we're just cavemen anyway. How do you make him feel wanted and desired? By, by telling him or showing him? Everything. Show him, tell him, make him feel like a man. If you're a successful woman and, you know, you make money, you don't need a guy to pay your bills, you can still make him feel wanted sexually, emotionally, every way, shape, or form. A lot of women don't get that. They mm -hmm. either go into corporate mode or mommy mode or any of those modes. They don't know how to make a man feel like a man. We are just wired the same way. Just because we've had so much external programming and technology and everything else, we're still caveman and cavewoman. You know, I still want to come home. I still want my body to be pumped from a day shooting this, you know, chasing saber tooth through the, you know, through the jungle, okay? I still want a woman to look at my arms and squeeze them, okay? Or, you know, grab my chest or, you know, give me a big hug and making me feel like a big man, you know? I still, you know, we want that. We're still the same way. And I, and I tell women this all the time. A man's perfect night is this. You know, you, a man comes home, he smells steak. Oh, my God, it smells so good, steak. You're dressed in lingerie. Whoa, what's the occasion? steak, lingerie, a woman looks at a man and goes, I couldn't wait for you to come home. All I've been thinking about was the blowjob I want to give you. The man goes, blowjob, lingerie, steak, <laughs> sensation overload. Oh, my God, can I have them all? Can I have them all, like right now? Can I have them all later? Can I have one now, one later? Sensation. A man feels great, honored. A woman comes home, a man's cooking a steak. He's wearing, you know, he's wearing his steak clothes because she doesn't want to see him in lingerie, you know. And, you know, he's cooking her dinner. And she smells the great dinner, and he looks at her, and he says, baby, what's the matter? I don't know. I just feel like you just had, like, a rough day. Come on, let's go sit down on the couch. Tell me what's going on. And he just listens for half an hour. That's a woman's perfect night. Sex is going to be great for her now. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're wired that way, you know? Just understand the way we're wired and honor the wiring. Um, okay, so talk a, a little bit about more. What else can a, a woman do to make a man feel like a man? Because I think a lot of women today don't know. So besides the scenario, do you... You just, what kind of things should she say to him? It's not necessarily. You got to learn his love language. Some guys love words. You know, some guys love like you know physical touch. Some guys like to be nurtured more. Some guys learn what he wants and do it. We're simple. How do you learn what he wants? Ask. How do you like to be treated? What do you like sexually? You know. Mm -hmm. What do you like? I'd love to. I want to please you. You know. I want. I want to make you feel good. I'd like to make you feel good. What do you need? What do you need from me? What do you need? Mm -hmm. And then do it. Don't have them ask or beg and don't hold it over them. It's so simple. I mean, it really is. It's a really easy thing to make men feel that way. You get, you have a thousand men in a room 
And if a woman, the perf, their perfect woman is the one that understands exactly, oh, my God, my wife is so cool. She lets me go play golf with the guys on Saturdays. Oh, my God, my wife is the best. She's always rubbing my head. Oh, my God, my wife is amazing. You know, it's like she dresses up in little, you know, nurse outfits for me. You know, it's like learn what they want and give it to them. Okay. That's what it's about. Cool. Well, it's been amazing having you here. Thank you for having me. Unfortunately, you have to go. But hopefully you'll come back. Yeah, any with, day. With or without another book. And um, again, the book is called Naked, How to Find the Perfect Partner by Revealing Your True Self. And your website is davidwygant.com. And what do you have going on there? Oh, I've got a blog that's constantly being written. But we've got the month of May is all going to be about extreme honesty, feelings, emotions, no hold barred. You know, none of this, you know, no questions or anything, just emotions. It's going to be an emotional dumping month. It's a good month because it's before summer. You want to shed before summer. <laughs> shed your uh, emotional baggage and your physical baggage. Great time to meet somebody, so shed it. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you so much and uh, all the best. Thank you. All right. Take care. So um, that was uh, the wonderful David Wygant. And uh, before we end here, I want to talk about, uh, continue what I was talking about last week where I mentioned the uh, wife finding out about um, my friend having the affair. <laughs> I'm sure you'd like to find out what happened there. So basically she gave him an ultimatum. I think I may have mentioned that last week. Uh, and she said he had to pick between her and uh, the girlfriend. So he doesn't want to have to pick, the. Uh, he doesn't have to, have to choose. He would rather be with the girlfriend, but the girlfriend does not want to make a commitment. So now he's trying to work it out in therapy. And he's going. he told the wife that he stopped seeing the girlfriend, and he didn't. He's still seeing her. See, so this is totally the opposite of what we've been talking about. Definitely not naked. Uh, definitely not a lot of honesty going on here. Um, and, and this is what happens. But you know, there's, this has been troublesome for years. I don't know how long they've been married, 15, 20 years. And it's not something that turns around overnight. You, um, that's why you want to start off on the right foot and be as honest and vulnerable as possible. I think we learned that much from the interview today. And then that way you won't get caught up where you're having um, an affair or you're partner is having an affair because this guy did not feel understood and uh, his wife rarely wanted to have sex and so yeah you know I have to say like in this case the responsibility would be on her although everyone wants to say oh with the guy's a dog oh he's cheating you shouldn't be doing that he shouldn't be doing that well you know he's not getting sex at home he doesn't feel understood he doesn't want to get a divorce what is he supposed to do you know when you get married you sign a contract and basically you're, I mean, it's not in the contract, but it's basically you're saying you will be the exclusive provider of sex. And so now you've broken that contract. You no longer are providing what you said you'd be providing. So where are they supposed to get it from? So now they're supposed to, you've broken the contract. You're in breach of contract. What are they supposed to do? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, what? So they're either supposed to get a divorce or live without sex, right? So people don't want to do that. They don't want to get a divorce. They don't want to live without sex. So that's why there's all these uh, people cheating. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you want to avoid getting into that zone in the first place. And, um, yeah, this fits perfectly with the interview that we just had with David because 
if you're not honest and quote-unquote naked from the beginning, then there starts to be all this, uh, I don't know, subterfuge is the right word, <laughs> all this lying and cheating and subterfuge, and you wonder what's going on, and you talk to your friends, and one person tells you one thing, one person tells you another, and then you're all confused, and you don't actually talk to the person, your partner that you're interested in, that you should be talking to. Um, there was a series recently on TV, it was called Unfaithful, Stories of Betrayal, True Stories of Betrayal, and it was just amazing <laughs> that uh, this was about married people. So um, most of the time, the problem was that there was not enough communication. And people always say, oh, yes, you have to communicate, you have to communicate. But I think most people don't really understand even what that means, communication. That means you can talk about anything and everything with your partner. Otherwise, why are you there? Why are you sharing the bed? Why are you with this person? Why are you um, married? If you can't, you should be able to talk about anything and everything. And so these stories of betrayal, they felt either emotionally alone, they felt somehow abandoned, they felt betrayed, and they didn't know how to deal with it, and so they turned to someone else. Um, and, you know, like I remember one couple, the story was that they had lost a child, so a, a young child. And so you would think, well, that would bring them together. But no, apparently, you know, when that happens, something that traumatic, it either brings the couple together or it tears them apart. And I think it's crazy that it would tear them apart because that means that they're grieving by themselves. Instead of leaning on each other, they're going to their, their respective corners and grieving alone. And again, why are you married if you're not there to support each other? There would be a lot less cheating if people would just communicate and be honest about what they need. Um, you know, speaking of, speaking of sex, we're not really speaking of sex, but, you know, in terms of sex, um, I know a lot of guys are into things that they would never tell their wife that they're into. And, and you know, probably vice versa. Um, I mean, I know that a long time ago I dated a guy um, who was into feet. He had a foot fetish. And I've later come to found out, find out that actually a lot of guys have a foot fetish, interestingly enough. So I always make, my shirt, make sure my feet are out. <laughs> attract the guys with my feet no um and so after that everyone i've dated i'm like you know do you, uh, do you like feet are you into feet <laughs> and some were and some weren't but the guys that were i found a lot of them were afraid to tell the people they were dating that they were not into that's not what you know they were into feet i'm like wow you have to hide that so now you're not being authentic you're not being naked you're not being real you're not being vulnerable because you, you're ashamed, or maybe not ashamed, but just worried or embarrassed that they're going to think that you're crazy and they're going to leave you. Well, then maybe you need to be with someone who doesn't think that, because a lot of women are not going to think that. They're going to be like, sure, I'm cool with that. Here, here's my feet. <laughs> do what you got to do, right? But, and, you know, but you take into account everything, and you're like, well, everything else is good, so I'll just suffer through this. But I think it's an illusion, because if you're hiding that, then what else are you hiding? You know, anytime you're not being real, then um, you can't really form a really strong bond, which I think is what everyone is looking for. Ultimately, you know, everyone's in search of the one, the one, even though, you know, we already know there is not just one. And it's looking for someone who you can totally be yourself with. I know a lot of the times uh, guys that I've talked to and they found the person they wanted to marry, one of the things I always heard from them, they always said, well, I can be myself with her. And that's what people are looking for. They can just be themselves, and their partner is not going to go, ooh, <laughs> what was that? 
And so that's why you need to show sooner rather than later because if um, that's not something that's going to work for them, then it's better that they move on early. You know, if the, uh, Marianne Williamson always says, you know, if the train doesn't stop at your station, it's not your train. So, you, you know, this is who I am and I'm okay with it. I'm okay that this aren't my interests and this is my background. And if you have a problem with that, then okay, then you're not the one because the person that loves you is not the person that will punish you for your faults, but will love you in spite of your faults. So keep that in mind. If the person loves you, they will accept you faults and all. And if they don't, then it's not your train. <laughs> Catch the next train. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me today. Again, the book from David was Naked, How to Find the Perfect Partner by Revealing Your True Self. My book is Lucia's Lessons of Love, and that's at lessonsoflove.net. I have my website, theartoflove.net, where I have the newsletter, the newsletter, <laughs> the free newsletter that you can sign up for. Um, I have videos that I've done on different topics, uh, latest news, and uh, just all kinds of things going on. <laughs> so check it out. And I guess that is it. So until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.